This is Talking Dirty, Get Gardening's podcast for plant lovers. The video version is available on our Get Gardening YouTube channel, so you can head over there if you want to see our ugly mugs, and there are pictures of the plants there as well. There are full plant lists on our Twitter and Instagram at Get Gardening Now, so go check those out. But without further ado, let's start Talking Dirty. You know, the sort of thing that, you know, that we grow are the sort of herbaceous perennials and um, of, and we do sort of alpines through to three metre high rudbeckias. Can uh, I ask if you do mail order? We dabble, yeah. uh, we dabble. We don't, we don't have a sort of a full blown setup yet. We've been saying for the past five years, we must sort, <laughs> we need to do something. But for t- again, because we're such a small setup, it's recognizing what we can do yeah. well. And I think if we are, if we were to embark on mail order, you've got to do a really good job at it. I think you have got to do a good job at it. But I think that I remember talking to the late Mike Loftus at w- Wootton's of Weniston. Oh yeah, yeah. Nurse, nursery and stuff that you probably heard of. Yeah. I said and he 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 was sort of talking about doing mail order, you know, and the prospect of of working it out and everything else. And I went over and I was having a conversation one day and I said to him, "How's the mail order business going?" And he said, "Well, put it this way: if it wasn't for mail order, I wouldn't still be here." Yeah, yeah. Because it made that much difference to his business. Yeah, I, th- I think for some, that's exactly right. And um, Kath and Terry, a lovely couple, have Edrum Nurseries up in the, yeah. um, the northeast. Um, when they took over the nursery there, five ten percent of the business was mail order, and now for them, it's ninety five percent of the business. Yeah, exactly, mail order. So, I mean, our situation has changed in the last two years because we've got another site. We've got this other sort of outlet yeah in in town and to be honest we can just about keep on top of it as it is so the idea of having an added layer is not something you dismiss but you just have to factor in you have to wait until you're ready you have yeah and obviously have a good you know good website to back it up and Mm. um but i think we'd certainly not rule it out Um, Mm. so when you say you dabble does that mean if someone like alan phones you up and says, have you got X, Y, and Z? You'll sort of shuffle them out the door uh, and send them in the post. Money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think, you know, if, if someone, if, if someone particularly early, early on in the year gets in touch and says, you know, on the back of a conversation we had in the summer, um, I'd like, you know, could you send me such and such? It's so much easier, obviously, when the plants are in a dormant state to get them into it. You know, it's amazing what you can fit into a, a really quite small, um, box the difficulty comes when you know the plants get growing and then they don't you've got to you know you, you'll know yourselves having received really well packaged plants yeah. it's a bit of an art yeah. form isn't it to, yeah. to, to yeah. survive to, to survive the journey well, I, I remember these uh, and i ordered some ranunculus and rob and rosie hardy um and she sent them when they were in flower because I, I didn't hear about them until they were in flower but yeah. the boxes were enormous because the pots were a two liter pot but the plant was a meter tall Mm. So, you know, you've got this enormous box all full of air and these waving plants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they were packed beautifully. They did arrive unscathed. But, I mean, it, it must be a, tr- tr- a tremendous exercise on behalf of the packers to actually get that prepared. But I agree yeah. with you. I mean, it's not so bad doing it when they're dormant. Yeah, yeah. And, I'll, you know, I've had friends, um, you know, confused friends from school who, for the first time, are presented with a garden. They don't have a clue what to do. And they say, help. <laughs> And I sort of send, I've sent a couple of survival pack plant <laughs> collections out to them of things that you'd have to really, really try to kill. Or I say to them, look, just get them in the ground, out of the pots. Um, 
and, uh, and, um, and then and then in you know subsequent years you can dig these up and split them and divide them. Um, so I've done a bit of that, but uh, but but yeah, it's not it's not a big thing. I love the idea of a survival pack. And then uh, this goes back yeah. to when we were talking about pottage about things you don't remember that non gardeners they just won't yeah. know. Take it out of the pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Water it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I think I think that's something I'm always you know guilty of is um, is not making assumptions all the time about what people perhaps don't know. Um, and actually, I really like it when people come up to us here because we've both experienced this, not so much recently, but certainly, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if we ever went to a nursery and you quite often, um, the, 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 you know, the sort of the, the, the greeting you get is not perhaps overly warm or people say, can I help you or what do you want? You know, kind of thing. Um, I'd never name names, but you know we have experienced that. <laughs> but actually, I really want people to come and actually feel that they can ask questions and don't feel intimidated. Um, and and we, you know, we'll often get I'll get someone come over and say, "I'm really sorry, this is really embarrassing, but can you explain to me what a perennial is? You know, how 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 is that different to a whatever? You know, something that I've bought every year from the supermarket and planted." So I really like that because that tells me that. People obviously don't don't feel intimidated. Um, but there's no question that's too silly, I think. And the other no. great thing, of course, is that you're casting your bread upon the waters because that person will say, I tell you what, we'll go to so-and-so. Yeah. We'll see Tom because he was a nice bloke and he explained what the that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also you're helping to feed that love and, and spread the knowledge. And hopefully yeah. the more people understand and the braver they get at trying different plants. And then yeah. it, it's, yeah. that, it's a slippery slope, as we all know with plants. You know, you yeah, start is, to get is. in yeah. and then before you know it, you're obsessed. And so many people say to me, you know, I, it's no good because I kill everything. You know, everything I get. And quite often I'll say to them, that's not the case at all, because a lot of the plants that you're presented with, perhaps outside the supermarket that you purchase are just a they're not suited. You know, they're just not suited to this part of the world mm. or they've spent the entire life in a greenhouse and you take them home and they go into shock. So, you you know, you're not you're not actively going out your way to kill these things. Just, to, you know, I just wouldn't touch them with a barge pole. You'd be better off with, you know, this kind of again, it takes you back to that sort of beginner's range, not in any kind of. Um, patronizing way but these are really good bread and butter plants that are you know a great way to get started it doesn't matter if you know the kids play football and it knocks it over or the you know gets trampled because it's got the oomph to to bounce back yeah yeah you were brandishing a plant a moment ago and then we oh, got well, yeah. distracted <laughs> as yeah, often I mean, happens on this podcast yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's just this is a typical example of the sort of thing we do. So this is a Veronica, Veronica gentioides. Uh, this is dark, a dark form of it. And we produce, I'd say, about 70% of our plants from seed. And that's, uh, I mean, the, the last two years have been challenging in the point of view. It's really thrown the normal cycle out the window because during lockdown, we weren't able to do the normal seed sowing that we would do. And we were way behind on the potting up of the plug plants because we produce, um, I wish I could pick the laptop up and take you into the polytunnels, but um, you know, we predict we, we, our seedlings are grown in cell trays and then the cell trays are um, develop into plug plants and then we pot them up. So that's typically how this plant was produced. Um, and that's, 
really how we how most of the plants are, are grown here. So um, uh, we we te we tend to focus. I mean, it sounds an obvious thing to say, but focus on plants that are good for the area, um, and particularly those will, that will tolerate our big thing around here is the winter wet because it is you know it can be really really quite wet, and some plants obviously don't like that very much. Um, and uh, but also uh, my my big thing is. Uh, perennials with good longevity that last well and and don't curl up their toes after a few years i mean it's great to dabble in in the in the in those which go for it and it's a big firework display for a couple of years um but i do like the ones which are a, a good constant obviously you've got to to turn out things that you know are good sellers and that you know you can yeah, grow well yeah. but how often are you kind of adding things in and, and trying different plants and broadening the range or oh. whatever all the time. Yeah. All, yeah. I thought you I mean, would it's, be. It's, 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 um, I mean, we, we, guess, uh, we get all our seed from Gelato, uh, yeah. an amazing, amazing source of, of plant seed. And uh, every other year when the catalogue's produced, you know, Abby's there at the table and says, oh, they've got a new, a new variety of such and such. And I say, yeah, sweetheart, do we really need... <laughs> 19 different cultivars of that particular Veronica we've just been looking at um, because because you can but I'm, I'm conscious that you can I, and I'd, I think we do do this sometimes you overface people with too much to choose from um, but it's hard you know it's hard when 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 you immerse yourself in this world and you hear about something that's you know new or um, I mean we do that with the seed catalogues, but we also get plug plants from people who grow them. And perhaps those plants have plant breeders rights. So we have to get them from them. Um, and it gets really hard not to get sort of, you end up just, it's so easy on a spreadsheet to tick another box and send it off. And then, oh my God, there's another 35 trays have arrived of this particular plant. But um, it's it's uh, our, you know, our constant problem is space. <laughs> We have no space and uh, we're... Um... Yes, you do. You have space. But however much I have space, if I can give you more space, however much I give I you... Space, <laughs> <laughs> so true. We're all, we're all the same and we all do it. I, uh, I was sowing seed yesterday and one of the things I... I, I don't particularly like broadcasting hardy annual seeds. Mm. I mean, it's all right for some sort of things like old pop marigolds and nigella, yep. and miss, but, but when you get delicate seedlings, mm. such as you get with um, Papava ruihas, for instance, mm. um, or, or commutatum, you know, the ladybird puppy, I like to do what you do with your plugs and things, yeah. and I just sow the, sow the seed over a plug tray, pot, and then put into the garden. Yeah. Um, and... It's very easy when I look yesterday in the potting shed yesterday and look, I thought, when the hell am I going to be able to sell all this seed? I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. try a packet of that. We'll try this. We'll try that. That sounds good. I saw that recommended by, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just whatever um, yeah. you do, Tom, don't listen to too many of these podcasts because it's <laughs> 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 also what ends up happening with us. We sit here and then, oh, I must try that. And I yeah, must try yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, well. That's you know, it's a healthy addiction, isn't it? Do you? Well, exactly. It could be drugs and alcohol. I mean, yeah. maybe it's those as well. Um, <laughs> with, um, do you have any particular weaknesses, either of you or Abby? You know, for me, um, as everyone who watches and listens to a lot of these will know, sunset shades. I find it very hard to resist. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, really, that my garden isn't like ninety-eight percent sunset shades. I don't know how it isn't, but I, I'm, if I see a new something in that shade oh i really want to try that 
Um, I, I, it's so hard because I mean it's such a bit, you know. It's I mean, everything. We do about you know eleven hundred odd, twelve hundred different things, and and most of them we're doing them because we we got a mild addiction of those things anyway. But um, I think I think. Um, I think I'm certainly of the more stronger colour end of the spectrum. Um, I'm finding that as um, as I as I mature, as I get older, I'm, I'm loving the stronger colours even more so. And perhaps Abby, Abby's always loved the purples and the, the blues, um, silvers, um, and I've always, you know, I love yellow. I really love yellow. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nurseryman said that. <laughs> Well I done. A, I spend a lot of my time defending yellow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love this. There's a real good club of, of people doing that. You know, as we've said before, Rosie Hardy, Annie Guilfoyle, all mm -hmm. these people just like, go yellow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a really lovely mix. It is a really good mix. I mean, the, the, other, the other big thing for us here is that, again, you can't, you can't see it from, from here, but the nursery is, is kind of, it's almost... Half of the half of the areas made up of garden spaces, so as you walk around, again that you know that compliment I was saying before from people saying it feels like you're in a garden. Well, that was the original idea anyway, so that it's not just a, a sea of benches with plants for sale, which you you need obviously a certain amount of that, but it's trying to break it up, and then it's also the best way you can you know it's obviously the best way to showcase what you grow because a plant will always do so much better, generally speaking in the grounds than it will in a pot. So that person who picks up that plant pot of a, a particular, I don't know what it is, um, uh, thistle or, or Rebecca or, or Hellenium, if it's thriving in the border and the plant in the pot is okay, it doesn't perhaps look as good, you can say, well, let's get, get it in the ground. Yeah. And it's combinations. I mean, so often it's not even just about an individual plant, though we can adore those and we can be yeah. drawn yeah. in by catalogue close-up macro shots yeah, of plants yeah. and love them but it's it's how they go together and intermingle and complement each yeah. other yeah i think so yeah uh, there's, there's a nursery in norfolk which i haven't been to for ages called westacre which mm -hmm. obviously you know well alan and mm -hmm. um and i believe you can get some very nice auriculars there as well to go back to auriculars but there is that combination of being able to walk around and actually see the plants and then sometimes you'll see them and go back and say hang on a minute i, I missed this do you have this for sale so yeah, hopefully also yeah. sell a few extra things yeah yeah no definitely, definitely oh yeah i mean you know on a sort of one level it's great but as a you know as a business it works well it does work well and people are, you know you can really well you do it you know i hope you do inspire people when they walk around as and as any garden you know and like alan's garden you just walk around and be constantly dazzled by what you see and and it's i i think of i think of everything as you know in, in strictly business sense it's like the, the borders are your shop window yeah really yeah um, though poor alan i think you just find people say have you got this no no sorry <laughs> <laughs> well lots, lots of plants that are either slow or difficult to propagate i mean i so we try but you know we can't do everything and i'm mainly propagating here on site for the garden yeah. Um, lots of the plants that we sell on the nursery, I mean, are divisions and cuttings that I've taken. But, you know, I'm, if, I'd, if I didn't have to propagate for the garden as much as I do, I'd propagate more for the nursery. Yeah. So, so actually, I do have the luxury of having a couple of people that propagate for me, yeah. and grow for me. So that technically they are plants from the garden, yeah. um, <clears throat> but not propagated by me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably better for that, Tom. 
what do you have next, Tom, on your sh- for show and tell? Is there anything else lurking behind you? Oh, um, well, I brought. I just brought these tulips because they're. We've got tulips everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, I have been eyeing them up. We've we've not done this one before. Um, Is it Guido Schnick? Sorry. Is it Guido Schnick? Schnick. Valdiva. Ah, Valdiva. Valdiva. Um, it looks heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> but it's uh, is magnificent. Oh, um, fantastic! Um, yeah, we we uh, we do a lot of. Uh, can I drop it? Um, <laughs> We uh, we we do a lot, of, you know. We you know our humble scale. We 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 do plant a lot of tulips in pots like this, and also in the garden areas. Um, and again, a bit pe- you get so, every weekend you get loads of people saying, "Can I buy this off you? Can I get this off?" You? I, I'm really sorry. It's you know it's a display pot, and, and sometimes you get a you know I think people in fact don't understand that. You know you, you're running a business. Why aren't you selling these things? But again, if you if you were to dismantle the whole. Just, yeah, you wouldn't have something to look at. So, um, because we live on site, uh, we've always said that we the nursery is an extension of our home. It is our home. It's our sort of, you know it's our personal space. So, uh, personal. Excuse public. me, Tom. Excuse me, Tom. I'd like to buy your sofa, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've not seen my sofa, Alan. You wouldn't want it. <laughs> Our eldest has a fascination at the minute with uh, making things with the glue gun. So everything's covered in uh, sort of residue of glue gun everywhere. Oh dear. <laughs> Loving it though. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we um, yeah every every autumn we 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 do fresh bulb planting. We don't we don't store the bulbs. We tried that eight nine years ago and it was a complete waste of time. Um, you know, drying them, storing them, replanting. It just didn't work. So. So we, we treat it, you know, the same way you might treat bedding plants. Yeah, I do too. Um, and, you know, it's a bit indulgent, but again, it works so, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a carrot to dangle in front of the local gardening population who wants to come and see something really beautiful. Yeah. And, it, and it's a good way to get, you know, if people know that there's something, you know, we don't charge people to come in here and walk around. So they, if they want to, they can just come and have a really lovely experience of seeing seeing a whole range of different plants and flowers, and and also it's changing the display every year. So it's not like the worst. Th- the last thing you'd ever want is Mrs. Smith to come year on year and say, "Oh yes, they always have that red, you know, that red tulip there. They always have that there." I want people to go and say, "Oh, you've changed," you know, because it's yeah. back to what that guy said said to me when we first opened. So just you know, treating every year like it's. Like it's your first ever yeah. so. And it means that you can scour the bulb catalogues and choose some. Oh nice yes, things. yeah, and just hemorrhage, hemorrhage money that you should be <laughs> squirrelling away during the winter. And on the other hand, Tom, if you equate hemorrhaging the money to um, digging the bulbs up, drying them, storing them, no, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, I, we we do an extensive display of tulips in pots and beds yeah. um, at this time of the year, and they are spectacular and. Every day I get two or three people say to me, what do you do with the bulbs? Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I put them on the compost heat, to be yeah. quite honest, because it, yeah. you know, the time it takes to do anything with them. And, you know, the second year they don't come back because they've been fed within an inch of their lives to give you the yeah, 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 yeah. first year performance, haven't they? I'll never, never, uh, the, the utter disappointment of that, of that, the, all those pots of repotted bulbs that came up uh, and you get like a, a tulip bulb that was like a chive head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the thing collapses because it's so green. 
and it's just it's like oh god you know <laughs> that's really annoying <laughs> yeah, exactly so um yeah we, we we rapidly changed our thinking on that obviously um, you're you're both very into growing from seed and yeah. long haul projects yeah. and growing yeah. plants over a long period of time do you grow any bulbs any sort of tulip or spring or whatever from seed have you gone down that route at all uh, we've we've got a sm- yeah i mean again that's kind of more um the weird and the wonderful collection out the back maybe that we just do for our own our own amusement um if 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 uh, and if they survive the sort of semi-neglect sometimes <laughs> because obviously we have to prioritize what you know what makes money the plants that we have to grow that, that the public want and um and sometimes the the you know the 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 more niche things perhaps things that people have given you the seed that and we do do it you know um and quite often these things can can be a real slow burn and and it might be the case that you just get asked about it one day so actually i'll just go and have a look and you might actually have it but that's not how we we can't operate on a day-to-day basis like that so we do do that yeah we do we do um um you know abby's abby's dad will present us with a half a seed tray of some weird and wonderful anemone or primula that will say i really want to put you on the spot and see whether you can think of any of the things that are in this half neglected pile of seed trays oh but i mean i mean um i mean there's uh, i mean i've got some lovely batches of you know giant himalayan lilies you know sort of cardiocrines which um which uh, are reasonably tolerant of neglect but they they you've got you have got a window you have to get in there and um you know the most magnificent plants but um uh it's quite tricky actually because um i mean there are some things that you also i mean a little bit like the, the viburnum that we were looking at before and um, that betulifolium um you sow the seed and nothing really happens for about 18 months and it's those sort of things you have to sort of just let them be and uh, and one day you walk past and think, oh, you're growing. Brilliant. <laughs> so uh, I am dodging that answer, aren't I? <laughs> my, 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 my brain's going to mush right now. Um, but uh, uh, And even some like the hepaticas. We've got some really nice hepaticas oh. out the back. Um, there's a lady who has the national collection of them in a beautiful place called Silverdale, which is quite close to here um and so we've got some um very young plants of those and we've got some seed from her um which are slowly slowly coming through but again we you know they're they're more for us to eventually take and plant in the garden and then we'll get 100 questions from people saying what's that do you sell it no sorry <laughs> <laughs> can live out uh, alan's daily experience yeah 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 absolutely, absolutely. yeah uh, well, um, I have been given. I've got, I've got flomo for plants, but I've got such flomo for your nursery, Tom. I just, I, I'm sure Alan as well, just itching to walk around it and to see. Well, I want, I want the experience of it. I yeah. mean, it, it just sounds so delightful. It really does. But I promise you, I wouldn't come in just for a stroll. Yes. I, would, I put my hand in my pocket. <laughs> no, I'm already thinking. When can I go to Cumbria? <laughs> Not exactly next door to Cambridge, but I'll, I'll well, definitely no, try. No, no. <laughs> um, Flomo, for anyone who's joining us for the first time, I'm sure you're familiar with the feeling, if not the term, it is that fear of missing out you get about some flower or plant. 
And um, I I always have lots and lots of it. Um, actually, one of them came from our last newsletter. If you're not signed up, plug of the week, uh, you can sign up on our website. There's a link in our sort of link tree and stuff. But, um, but we did, Alan got some lovely photos of various different named wallflowers that you have at East Ruston at the moment. Mm. And I didn't realise that there was such a Narissimum as Ruston Gold, so named after your lovely garden. So it's going to change its name now because it, it opened very gold and it's gone very coppery orange. So it's Ruston Copper now. <laughs> well, I need I need some of that in my life because, as we all know, you want to grow plants that remind you of places and are associated. Look, with there's, there's one in a pot ready for you. <laughs> Together with Rust and Royal as well. <laughs> um, and but also, and um, you reminded me, Tom. I think it might have even been yesterday. Um, in our world, by the time this goes out, maybe a week or so ago, you mm. you took us on a trip to the toilet on Twitter. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Alan, I'll have to send you this video if you didn't happen to see it. I haven't got it, so please send it. <laughs> Nothing untoward happened in the toilet, but um, you had a very pretty shade planting display yes, in your yeah, toilet, yeah, including yeah. Podophyllum Spotty Dotty. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, to reference Jimmy Blake again, I know I think of as a real Jimmy Blake plant, mm. but seeing you really reminded me that I, I definitely need to add that. Mm. I've got so much sort of shade in my small garden that it's just mm. calling out for. Sandra, I, I, I'm going to recommend that you grow it in a pot on your shady patio, patio because. I have a little secret garden here at East Russ, and I've got a couple of spotty dotties in pots, and they're far, far better than the ones in the garden. I think it's probably because we're very dry here, but mm. in the pots, in the shade, they do it exceedingly well. Yeah. They look stalking, they really do. Amazing things. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a very inspiring video. Also, the toilet did seem rather cool, Tom. Oh, well, I could, I could bore you endless about the <laughs> this toilet. Um, you could bore us for like two minutes about the toilet. <laughs> No, it's great. It's, no, it's, I mean, I'll give it two minutes then. Um, <laughs> now when, when we took the site on, there's no main, no main sewerage anywhere. And, um, and when the, we were looking to um, have some kind of building up, which I'm sat under, ne- under now, um, we needed a loo. And so um, we did some homework and discovered um, this company, there's several out there who do these waterless toilets. And I think it's a New Zealand company um, called Woohoo. Um, and, uh, I was really a little bit, I wasn't too sure whether it was going to work. And, um, because, you know, without going into the details, lots of people <laughs> using the loo, et cetera, et cetera, that it would smell. It doesn't smell at all. It's amazing, honestly. And, um, what is phenomenal is, um, how little waste there is at the end of each cycle, which is every six months. Again, I won't go into the details of that, but it fascinates me. Honestly, really, it's amazing. <laughs> This is something that I'm going to have to look at because I I just can't resist the title of a woohoo. Well, I'm particularly amused because I'm sure this is a very niche reference, but there's a video game called Sims that I briefly played when I was a lot, lot younger. And um, fairly certain woohoo was the Sims language for sexy time, uh, which... Which is definitely a really weird combination with the toilet. Yeah. Probably not a very good one, really, is it? It's dubious, that. Um, But uh, but no, it's uh, it's it's uh, 
it's great and, and and actually i mean just on a sort of but you know we use a lot of water here but the fact that we've got a loo that's been here for 10 years used regularly and it has no you know there's no i think it's great it's great you know and, and as is the planting in there so thank you for the inspiration <laughs> on every front um, <laughs> Where are you at with your Flomo, Tom? Have you got any particular plants burning at the top of your wish list? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a plant I try, and again, this guy, I mean, you know, it's the sort of thing that Alan will probably have the book, The World's Most Magnificent Ones, but um, elef Elephant's Ears, Colocasia. Mm. I try, I really try with these every year, and um, I have mixed results. I had some really gorgeous um, Black Magic yeah. um, last year. They were terrific, got them nice and big, and just over the winter time, um, they've not got through it very well. I mean, my greenhouse here is is pretty basic, and um, for whatever reason, I didn't get the right mix of of um, keeping them uh, dry enough, or maybe there's a bit too much moisture. Um, but frustratingly, they've um, there's a sort of a, there's a couple of limp examples of them which might just about get going again. But I've always loved it as a plant. And um, when I was a student at Kew, obviously in the in the Princess of Wales Conservatory, there they had them enormous, lovely things. And um, I, I've always I've always liked the idea. I've always liked the challenge of growing things that are a bit difficult, um, and you wouldn't necessarily do. In fact, I mean, there's a big area in the garden here which is. Um, in fact, includes some of your progeny, Alan. Of oh. my, my parents-in-law went went to your garden about nine years ago and got some Canna Durban for me. Yeah, yeah. And I've still got um, the original bits of you know, and I love <laughs> that. Absolutely, and that and that set me off on a whole sort of crazy exotic thing, which um, which is very close to my heart. And and obviously within that, I want I'd love to have you know more of this colocasia, but um, I'm going to try keep trying. We had an apprentice a few years ago, lovely guy, and uh, he's got one, but he brings it into his parents' sitting room and it, <laughs> it lives behind the sofa during the wintertime. Um, if I did that, it would get destroyed by my children. So, <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's very much how this house operates. So there are always yeah. things. I mean, yeah. I've got a man, a hot Grahami eye in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just how we roll. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will, I will persevere because I love them, you know, and, um, yeah. yeah. Special things. Right, Alan, where are you at with your Flomo? Well, my Flomo this um, this week is, is a bit boring, I suppose, maybe to a lot of people, but um, I've got a, a butylon bit. Uh, the reason I was looking out of the window, window earlier on, because there's a good combination out there of a self-sown butylon vitifolium mm. with mauve flowers and Cleanthus punicius, the lobster claw, the red flowered Ooh. lobster claw. Mm. Um, and they're looking quite lovely together. But the one thing about Abutilon is that there is a, there, I think it's Abutilon cross suntensi germins. Mm. That's supposed to be the one that has the darkest mauve purple flowers. Mm. Now, I've had this plant years ago. And I mean, if, if I go back to the early 1980s, it was de rigueur in any book to see Abutilon um, germins. And if we have a nice underplanting of euphorbia, wellfenii, and you know, there's, there's all the sort of um, trademark things. And they, I think that sort of came from the likes of really Rosemary Veary and Penelope Hobhouse, especially when Penelope Hobhouse was living at Tinted Hull um, in Somerset. Um, but I would like to get a beautiful on Germans again because I want to just see how the colour compares with my self sown seedlings. I mean, they self seed in the garden here all over the place. 
and we get all shades of mauve and even white. And the strange thing is about it, that's that the darker the flower, the smaller the flower. Mm. And when you get to the white ones, they're much, much larger. And Veronica Tennant is a white one, I think. Um, so I'd like to get a, a beautiful and cross suntense Germans again. Mm. Very good. Well, this has been lovely, Tom. Maybe next time you can twist Abby's arm and drag her away from the plants and the customers. I can try. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to say good luck with Cordeline in Divisor, and I hope you wish me the same. Uh, and, <laughs> and I'll send you, you those Viber, I'll send you some of those Vibernans, Alan. That's very kind. And thank you very much for giving us the tip of Tulip at Valdiva, because that yeah. is a stunning, yeah. stunning. We all want that. That is flow-motastic. <laughs> Until next time, Tom, thank you very much. Good luck with a, a fabulous growing season, and we will see you at some point soon. Thank you very much. Happy gardening, everybody. Hey, Thordis here. Just to say thank you so much for listening to Talking Dirty. You are now officially our favourite person. If you really liked it, please do subscribe because we'll be back for more plant-loving mayhem next week. And as you're our new favourite person, we don't want you to miss out. If you've got a question for Alan and the experts, you can email it to hello at getgardeningnow.co.uk. So happy gardening, and we'll see you, oh favourite person, next time. <laughs>